Welcome to the Betrayal Trauma SOS podcast. The goals of Betrayal Trauma SOS are to let others know that they aren't alone, that emotions or lack of emotions is normal, and that there are so many tools to assist in healing. Today, we will be talking about a Betrayal Trauma First Aid Kit and giving you ideas to assemble your own first aid kit or to update your own first aid kit. First aid kits are for times of distress. We will finish this episode with a body scan meditation. Keep listening, and I'll let you know what is in a first aid kit that I am gifting to someone. That someone could be you. Let's heal together. Welcome. I am so glad that you are here today. We are discussing one of my very favorite tools for helping with betrayal trauma, and that is a first aid kit. What is a first aid kit? And might you need one? Let's talk about that. Before we begin, I need to let you know that this isn't therapy, and I'm not a therapist, nor a professional in this area. The things I'm sharing shouldn't be taken as professional advice, and I encourage you to seek professional counsel in your situation. Let's talk about what happens when trauma first strikes. For me, I feel kind of rocked off of my axis, so to speak. I'm not certain what just happened, and it's like an earthquake hit. Physical sensations are telling me that something big just happened, and my temptation is to start to try to process why there was an earthquake, what happened to cause it, and look for the epicenter. However, think about what would happen if you were in an earthquake. Would you immediately start to search out the epicenter and study why that occurred? Likely, we would all wait for the quaking to stop, assess damage and our safety, and make sure that we have some basic necessities taken care of, like food and water and housing. When I approach trauma more like an earthquake hit, I am more successful in healing. Processing can come, looking for the epicenter can come, just later. So the question is, how do we take care of those basic necessities How do we get emotionally grounded? And that is what a first aid kit can help with. I want to inject a very special thank you. I am truly grateful because I had a lot of help with this episode from several friends, women in the trenches with me who have created and are using their own first aid kits. I learned from their input and am so glad that they get a voice through this medium. I'm looking forward to sharing their wisdom and thank them from a very genuine place for their participation. I'm certain that what they have to share will bless others. In the therapy program that I participated in, which, by the way, is a program called Lifestar, one of the first tools we created was a first aid kit. I own that I wasn't all in on the concept. When it was first introduced to me, it took some time to really practice it uh, to see the benefits. When we're in trauma, it's like we're kind of fragmented, and it's hard to focus on things, and it's hard to take care of necessities or even evaluate what they are. So we use the term grounded. That's the goal is to get grounded, to get one with our bodies, to figure out, to be able to evaluate well how we're doing, what we need. Getting grounded is so different for many different people, and you'll hear that as I share what's in other people's first aid kits. Their experiences are different than mine. Their needs for their bodies are different than mine. So as I share, the goal is not to say, oh, I want to make a first aid kit just like yours, 
Your goal would be to make a first aid kit that would meet your needs that sounds like bomb to your soul. I keep a very basic first aid kit, while others that I know have many more items. The goal is to figure out what would work for you and to turn to that. Some people like a physical first aid kit and some like a digital one. It might take experimenting to figure out your fit. We will discuss both types of first aid kits in this episode. For me, I am needing to send a strong and clear message to my body. Um, My body is kind of freaked out when it's in trauma. The message is, you are okay. You are not in immediate danger and you are not going to die. And literally in trauma, even if that's not the thought, the body is in this very, very distressed state. I appreciate having learned that from the book, The Body Keeps the Score by Bessel van der Kolk. He talks about how our bodies literally think we're in mortal danger. Thus, the extreme feelings, which typically include the fight, flight, or freeze responses. Trauma makes memories and emotions fragment, and we can become disconnected from emotions, our bodies, and our senses. To get grounded for me includes becoming aware of my body, my emotions, and meeting my needs that are presented. Think about your five basic senses, and I like to add for me a spiritual connection as well. So think touch, taste, smell, sight, and sound. For me, I also add spiritual connection to this list, as I mentioned. First aid kits in their most basic forms include items that engage your senses. I'll start with what I have in my first aid kit and then let you know what my friends have in theirs. And again, your goal is just to see what feels good to you. First in my first aid kit is a warm and very soft blanket. I literally tremble and shake in trauma, and a blanket tells my brain that I am comforted and that I am safe. I am engaging my sense of touch as I feel the weight of it on my body and as I feel the softness. It also helps me stay warm when I am in a state that resembles shock. I love my blanket and in fact included a warm and soft blanket in the first aid kit that I'm giving away. So maybe you can win that. I genuinely look forward to gifting one to someone. The second item in my first aid kit is a rock. I actually have a bag of rocks, but one favorite one because once when I was in trauma, my dear friend noticed and the next week when we were in group therapy, she brought me this amethyst stone. Some people believe in healing power for rocks, and that might be true, but for me, I focus on the stone itself to engage my senses. What does it look like? Is there a variance in color? Is it smooth or rough or a combination of textures? What does the rock feel like when I trace my hand with it and really focus on that? I love rocks because they can stay in my pocket and I can easily hide a rock in my hand, so observers are generally unaware. I've also included a lovely rose quartz rock in the first aid kit that I'm giving away. The third item in my first aid kit will not be a surprise to anyone. If I'm going to stimulate my sense of taste, you better bet that chocolate is involved. I personally love the symphony bars with toffee and almonds. Mm. But the trick is, that when we feel distressed, we might want to eat and eat and eat, but this isn't really the point of mindful eating. We are trying to engage our sense of taste, and the experience is hopefully a little different than quickly eating to get full. 
what we are trying to accomplish is mindfulness. So, for instance, when I broke off two pieces of symphony bar earlier, I let them melt in my mouth and I paid attention to what the chocolate felt like as it melted. When I did bite down, I noticed what toffee felt like in my teeth. I also included a large symphony bar in the first aid kit that I'm gifting to someone. Seriously, go win this thing. I make it easy and I tell you how on the Betrayal Trauma SOS page on Facebook. I also like something that smells good in my first aid kit. Right now, that is a candle. And you guessed it. I included a candle in the first aid kit that I'm giving away on the Betrayal Trauma SOS Facebook page. I typically don't light my candles and just keep a lid on them, but I have lit candles and find it fascinating to watch the flame flicker and move. Being mindful of a lit candle could engage your sense of smell, and watching it could engage your sense of sight. So, two senses in one. Ta-da! The last thing I'll mention for my first aid kit is not tangible, and it's not something that I can gift to anyone. It's probably the first thing that I personally turn to, though, and that is prayer. For me, there is something about humbly asking God for his help and learning to feel his compassion for me. I've been practicing drinking in his compassion and welcoming it. I've noticed it's so easy to either not notice his compassion or even to reject it entirely. But I find that the more I notice it and I thank him for the gift, the more he seems to give. I'm a work in progress with this, but find that in order for it to be most effective, I have to one, access inner peace, and two, graciously accept what he gives me, and three, listen intently. Because of these three tools, prayer is a grounding experience for me when I can effectively do them. Like I mentioned earlier, I asked some dear friends of mine what was in their first aid kits, and I want to share their answers with you. It's possible that what I have mentioned thus far doesn't resonate with you at all. That's totally okay. Everybody is different. So without further ado, I will share replies from my friends, and perhaps something they use might be a good fit for you as well. A few mentioned essential oils being an element of their first aid kits. Of course, essential oils would be helpful with a sense of smell, and if you apply it to a body part, then that would be a sense of touch as well. Chocolate was also mentioned, which is no surprise, right? I love the suggestion from one of my friends that she plans to have Dr. Pepper or something fizzy in hers. I like that because I can see how paying attention to what carbonation feels like might help with mindfulness. A friend has a picture that each of her kids drew that makes her smile or laugh. A couple of friends mentioned having pictures of their children. One friend keeps a letter from her husband when he was in a loving place. A couple of friends keep things in their first aid kits that remind them of who they are and what they are good at. One keeps a painting in her first aid kit that reminds her that she has talent. Another keeps rodeo tickets because she loves the rodeo and country and has many good memories at rodeos. This friend also keeps photo booth pictures in hers. I can see that others might implement this in their own way. Perhaps you make jewelry and keep a special piece in your first aid kit. Maybe you won an award for something and keep that in your first aid kit. 
A friend also likes to keep her favorite lotion in hers, which could again engage smell and touch. Someone said they like to keep a book of paintings by one of her favorite artists. And another friend likes candles like I do, and she talks about a time when bedtime was rough because of trauma, and she would turn off lights and light a candle. For her family, this was very soothing. A couple of friends keep a picture of Jesus Christ in theirs. One friend also includes the chakras and each chakra color in her first aid kit. Something else she does that hasn't been mentioned is that she keeps a coloring book with fun markers and colored pencils. I think that's really clever, and I might have to copy her on that. Someone else wrote herself a letter when she was in a good place about herself, her husband, and her husband's addiction. Yet another friend loves to be in the water when trauma strikes. Others mentioned scriptures, and yet some mentioned affirmations or sayings. Along these lines, a dear friend has a specific affirmation that says, I am enough. That's something that I resonate strongly with, and I love that phrase personally. The other type of first aid kit is a digital one. Digital first aid kits can be very helpful at any time, but I can see that if you're out and about, a digital first aid kit might be very handy. One friend mentioned that her husband, who struggles with addiction and has his own first aid kit, has a file folder on his phone with pictures of their family, inspirational quotes, favorite church talks, and more. Pinterest might be helpful in organizing an affirmation board or other such things. Several friends use music to ground. One friend takes this to a whole new level, and she has created playlists for when she is angry, sad, happy, etc. She mentions giving herself permission to really feel those things during the song. I'm hoping that you've gained some ideas for your own first aid kit or maybe like me in revamping your first aid kit. The ideas from my friends have given me ideas for revamping my own for sure. And of course, go to Betrayal Trauma SOS on Facebook and enter to win the first aid kit that I'm giving away. I'll pick a winner May 19th of 2020. Let's move on to our body scan meditation. We can better use our first aid kits and identify needs when we are in tune with our bodies. I invite you to gently, safely, and comfortably lay down. I like to lay down on my back with my hands by my sides when I participate in a body scan. If it feels safe, I invite you to close your eyes. We are practicing noticing our bodies and finding our truth. No answer is wrong. This is an exercise to notice and to practice. If you'd like to join me, I invite you to start at your toes. Are they free? Can they wiggle? Is there soreness in them? What about the soles of your feet? Is there soreness? Can you focus warmth and love on any sore spots that might present themselves in your feet? Moving to the tops of your feet and up the ankles and further up the calf muscles. Giving yourself permission to pause at places that present stiffness or pain and practicing softening those areas. Moving up your knees and your thighs. 
eyes and continuing to notice is there tightness? Can you practice softening? Moving to your glutes. And then your stomach. Do you feel anything in your stomach? Perhaps a pit? Or perhaps you're hungry or full? I invite you to practice softening any pain that is in your stomach. Sending warmth if that feels good or light. Doing your best to not judge the pain or the source of it. Moving to your heart space. Just noticing. Just searching for truth without judgment. Does your heart feel heavy or light? Is there a burden or pain? I invite you to gently seek the heartache and to practice softening the heavy, tight, or painful places in your heart. Perhaps your heart needs light. Can you imagine light entering the dark crevices of your heart? Are you yet at a place where you can welcome in the light? Is there resistance? No answer is right. No answer is wrong. It just is truth. Your truth. Moving to your back. Perhaps focusing on the spine. And slowly moving up. From your tailbone. To your mid-back. To your upper back. Noticing any soreness on the right or left side. Any tight spots. Can you send love to them? Can you send compassion? Can you send warmth or light? Can you soften any of the knots? As you get to your shoulders, I invite you to notice if they feel heavy. If burdens have weighed them down. Perhaps practice focusing compassion on your shoulders and allowing them to soften. Moving down your arms as a curious observer. When you arrive at your fingertips, I invite you to move back up your arms, offering them warmth and the opportunity to soften. As you arrive back at your shoulders, I invite you to gently move up your neck, sending love and warmth as needed, then pausing at the base of your skull. What about your face? Can you relax and soften the muscles in your face? Is your forehead creased with thought or concern? Can you soften it? Can you relax it? Moving to your head space, is there any pain in your head? 
can you soften the area surrounding the pain? Before we end, I invite you to observe what happened when you sent warmth, love, light, or softening to any tight or painful places. No answer is wrong. Were you able to soften the areas? Are you feeling any lighter? Are you feeling the same? Did any emotion release? Were there tears at any point? I invite you to just notice where you are, to notice your truth. I invite you to open your eyes. What sounds good to your body? Continuing to lay in a meditative state or gently rising? What is your truth? What does your body say? I am honored to have you join me. I'm truly humbled to have you join me on Betrayal Trauma SOS today as we have discussed first aid kits for times of distress and performed a meditative body scan. I invite you to join me for episode four where we will discuss why your story matters and ways to safely share it. Even with some recovery, I learned some beneficial things about this recently and look forward to sharing those insights. Don't forget to visit the Betrayal Trauma SOS Facebook page for your opportunity to win a first aid kit. I'll randomly pick a winner May 19th of 2020. Betrayal Trauma SOS can be found on Facebook, Instagram, and the meditations can be found on YouTube. You can anonymously give this show five stars and I hope that you will do so so that others can join us. Let's heal together.